One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am your host, Amy Ravel, and I am excited to be in your ears just a couple of days before Christmas. Um, And I want to talk to you about a topic that's been rumbling around in my head and my heart for maybe two or three weeks. Um, And I was like, do I record a podcast on it? Is it enough related to decluttering? And the more I thought on it and the more I thought about it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's everything to do with decluttering and organizing and living an intentional life. So um, we are talking today about grief and gratitude. So it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a raw and a vulnerable one. Hopefully we can have some fun as well. As I start out, I just want to say thank you to so many of you who have come and refound the Art of Decluttering podcast in its new home in podcast land. And thank you to those of you who have rated and reviewed the show so far. It's put a big smile on my face. I've received lots of messages on Instagram and Facebook of people saying, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're back. It's great to hear your voice. Please keep having fun. A few people asked me to bring back the yes button. So that's back as well. Um, So today we're going to talk about grief and gratitude. For me... The last 12 months has been uh, a lot of grief. Um, It hasn't been like an all bad year or anything that was like tragic or devastating, Um, but there's been lots of moments of grief and I want to share that with you. And then I want to share about the gratitude as well and how that relates to Christmas, how it relates to starting a new year and how it relates to decluttering as well. So if I kind of backtrack 12 months in the land of Amy, um, it was 12 months ago last week that I was diagnosed with combined type ADHD. Um, And there was a great freedom actually that came with receiving that diagnosis. I have spoken to many others who have been diagnosed. And actually one of the greatest fears is not that you will have ADHD, it's that you won't and there'll be no answer for the way that your brain works. Um, And so there was a great freedom in the acknowledgement of, yes, that's how your brain works, you're neurodivergent um, and here's the implications of that. And 
the psychologist said to me, look, expect that there might be some grief. And I'd heard that from a lot of people. Um, but the grief really didn't hit until probably eight months later when I realized that even though I was comfortable in who I am and how my brain works and how that means I can run a great business, how it means I can serve clients in their homes and, you know, be an everlasting bundle of energy. Um, so I can see, you know, I'm an eternal optimist, so I can see all the amazing things about myself. No, I can see how ADHD has great strengths. Um, but the grief came when other people started weaponizing that against me. And so then there was a period of grief of, oh, okay, so even though I'm cool, there is still in society some kind of either a misunderstanding or an ability to weaponize it or something that's not quite right. And so that actually caused grief, a delayed grief um, around, and the grief is not I'm neurodivergent. Like there's a celebration in that and a freedom, as I said, um, but a grief in society's understanding and uh, evolution of understanding that as well. So that was, you know, December 2021 that I got diagnosed. Then I had two major surgeries in December, followed by a horrendously yucky recovery, including um, getting poisoned, (laughs) ending up passing out and being very, very unwell. Um, Then I got really bad COVID. Um, So I got, I don't know what they call it, like severe COVID or something like that. Um, During the last 12 months, both of my children have been diagnosed as neurodivergent, um, both of them with combined type ADHD, just like their mama. So they thank me for my genetics. (laughs) Um, And one of them's been diagnosed with a learning disability. Um, My husband resigned from his job and we've, you know, had lots of changes associated with that. And then as you guys are kind of um, understanding, there's been a lot of changes within the business as well. And so um, there's been a lot of grief. Not all grief is bad. And I think, um, you know, until maybe five, six years ago, grief was kind of a dirty word to me. Like grief is something that you have to endure in order to get to the gratitude. But I think I'm starting to understand that within the grief, there's something to be learned and there's things to be understood about yourself and understood about the world and how you interact with it and how people interact with you. And that has been a journey in and of itself in understanding grief. You know, in our family, there hasn't been any deaths. There hasn't been any um, health crises that have been ongoing but there still has been that grief. And what I realize as I've gone through it is that that grief is so similar to what so many of our clients and you, my podcast listeners experience when you're decluttering, that there is sometimes a grief in ending a season. So it might be that your kids have grown up and you get rid of like the baby toys or you get rid of the cot because actually everyone's in a bed now, or you have finished your studies, but you didn't get a job in the industry you trained in. And so there's grief about getting rid of your uni notes. Like that grief can be really real. And um, I think one of the things that surprises me what has surprised me in the last 12 months, but often I see the surprise on clients' faces, is that you don't know the grief's going to come. It's like grief just hides behind the door and then it's like, surprise, and pops out at you. And all of a sudden you're like flooded with grief and you can either push it away and ignore it, or you can actually like 
dig in and go like what's going on because I think even though that's probably the harder option it is the better option because you can process and go oh what's triggering that grief oh it's that my babies are growing up okay so I understand what's going on and that kind of naming it and understanding it and here's where I think the gratitude has really shone in dealing with grief in all its variations in all of its um, severities like you know terrible grief and then the grief of my uni degree or um, baby toys or that type of thing so it, it's right across the spectrum is that to the level to which you allow yourself to feel the grief in my experience is also the level to which you release the gratitude so when you are decluttering the baby stuff there's a grief oh the babies oh these were the best toys oh don't you remember when you know you, every time we left the house you had to take monkey with you da 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 and you're curating, you may not throw everything out, but you're decluttering the things that you don't need and love and use anymore. And the grief then gives freedom to the gratitude, which is those memories like, oh yeah, every time we did go out, you loved monkey. And don't you remember that, you know, you used to hold him so tight and you talk to him or, oh, I remember that uni and my, actually my passion is in that field. And what can I do as a hobby or what, what reskilling or upskilling can I do so that I can move into that industry? Um, you know, even in the last 12 months. Okay. So the grief around being misunderstood with, um, ADHD, What's the gratitude in that? Oh my gosh, my brain is amazing. My brain does things that other people can't do. And yes, it struggles with so many things that so many of you do without thinking. And I'm only just understanding some of that stuff that I go, what do you mean everybody else does that? That's not possible. No way. And I, you know, understand that. But it also, the grief enables the gratitude. Um, And so I'm really inspired to... I think acknowledge both of those things and acknowledge that sometimes allowing the grief to exist then allows the gratitude. So, you know, in um, Kirsty leaving the art of decluttering, there's a grief about how that happened and all that happened around it, but there's a gratitude of five years of podcasting and a couple of years of being in business together. And if you grieve, you then kind of give the gratitude permission to exist Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I think otherwise you don't want to be grateful because you haven't fully dealt with the grief of it. So let's see if we can um, talk about it a little bit more specifically as well. One of the things I have found with gratitude when you're in grief is sometimes you have to kind of go on a treasure hunt for it. Whereas you know how I said like grief is hiding behind the door and it's ready to like surprise and jump out at you when you least expect it. I feel like gratitude is like a game of hide and seek sometimes and you have to get really good at the seeking. And so you have to hunt out for the gratitude. My eldest boy, Jesse, when he was younger, he probably would have been in prep. So about six years old, he absolutely loved and still loves a good game of hide and seek because he's flipping awesome at it. There was one time when we were playing hide and seek, it was just me and the boys and you know, I was the counter, they hid, I finished, you know, as a parent, you do a bit of, oh, I wonder where they could be. And you could, you've heard them go into their own wardrobe. And so you check around the bed first, but then you get them. So I'd found Elijah and then I was searching for Jesse. Um, and then I thought, oh, we didn't put parameters. So sometimes with my children, you need to put parameters or they're very creative thinkers. So if you don't say you can't leave the house, I might find Jesse up a tree and he's like, I'm still on the property you couldn't find me. You just went looking up fair game, total credit to him. But on this day I'd searched outside. I'd even search in the cars because like, what if he got the car and unlocked the car and hit in? I was absolutely baffled as to where he was to the point where I then started to panic because I actually couldn't find him. And so, you know, as a parent, when you're like, this isn't funny anymore, Jesse, I need you to like, I'm not joking. I will give you chocolate. If you come out, you need to come out of hiding and he didn't. So then I'm thinking, I don't know what to do. Do I call the police? Has he actually like wandered out on the street as a six-year-old has been kidnapped? Like I am going into, <laughs> does this give you an insight into my brain, people? I'm going into like full meltdown crisis mode. I cannot find him, cannot find him. I'm like, do I call Cal? Do I get him to come home from work? What do I do? And then eventually this little voice from the laundry is like, mom, and I go into the laundry and our laundry doesn't even have a broom cupboard. There is actually like, there's no hiding spot. And I can hear his voice. The smart kid, like he's ridiculously smart, had taken the washing out of the washing basket, had climbed into the washing basket and then covered himself with the washing. So even if I'd opened the lid, it just would have looked like I was a day behind on the washing. Luckily it was one of those ones that has holes in it. So he could breathe. But I had to go hunting for him and I had to hunt hard. And sometimes it's that like that with gratitude is that you do have to go searching for the gratitude. You have to think like, what do I have to be grateful for in this situation and actually hunt it out? And so it may be that it's hard to find. It may be that it's obscured and it, it may be that it's not like grief waiting behind the door. It's actually hiding in the washing basket. And so as you do that treasure hunting, when you're decluttering, when you're dealing with grief, you're getting rid of what you don't need or isn't serving you in some of that, that grief or in the clutter 
so that you can more fully enjoy what you do have, right? So you're getting rid of the broken crockery so that you can enjoy the beautiful matching set of crockery that you had got for your wedding, bought when you moved out of home and just never used it because it was the good stuff, right? So you've gotten rid of that which you don't need so that you can be more grateful and enjoy and use that which you do have. And sometimes when you're decluttering, the less you have, the more grateful you become, If you're decluttering your books, as you're getting rid of the books that you're never going to read again or that you're releasing the guilt of, I bought that book and I've never read it and I know I'm never going to read it and so you're letting it go, people will often say, oh my gosh, and I picked up a book the other day and started reading because you've become grateful for what you have. You've actually chosen to focus on the good and and taken away the things that were otherwise distracting you from that gratitude. So one of the challenges I have for you as you're heading into Christmas is to reflect on where has there been grief this year? Where have there been hard things? And then be intentional is what do I have to be grateful for? Even if this time of year finances are tight, okay, what do I have to be grateful for? Oh, I could still afford to buy a soft drink when I was at the shops or I could still afford to buy my kids one of the presents on their lists or I had enough petrol to go to a family function even though this year I couldn't take presents. Like where is the gratitude in amongst the hardness? And and look, certainly Christmas is a tricky one. Um, Christmas at our house is always full of joy but it's not always full of joy for everybody. And so how do you balance this grief and gratitude and this it's not even a tug of war because that indicates that you can either be going in one direction or the other direction or one side's going to win over the other. It's actually a both and. It's like they both exist. And you don't want either of them not to exist, but how do you find the gratitude to exist alongside the grief? So gratefulness can be of what currently is. It can be of what is left or is what is to come. So if you're getting rid of, um, let's say you've lost a partner and it's time to declutter their clothes or their record collection or their fly fishing tools or their knitting stuff, whatever it is, you've lost a partner and there's all that grief. Once the gratitude comes in, gratitude is about what has been. So, oh my gosh, remember that camping trip we went on and yes, those waders are ridiculous, but that brings back all the good memories of what has been. Then you have the gratitude for what's left. So I've got all these amazing memories and um, that person taught me about minimalism or that person taught me about what is truly important or serving others or looking on the bright side or a hard work ethic, whatever it is, you've got the gratitude of what's left and then you've got the gratitude of what's to come. Maybe it's that you get to tell the stories of someone or that you get to relive the experience or you get to move into a different occupation or a different location. Like there's all these things that gratitude can manifest in the past, the present and the future. And I think that that's a really fun place to end a year because you do have that gratitude of what the year has been. You have the gratitude for where am, where am I right now and what does that gratitude look like? But also what's to come? Like 2023, there's a meme going around at the moment. Like nobody say that 2023 is going to be your year because you're going to jinx all of us. And I always laugh and I thought, actually, I get that. But also the eternal optimist in me is just like, but it is going to be the best. And even if it's not, I would much prefer to go into it expecting it to be 
and have the grief of unmet expectations than have the lack of gratitude. That's just me. I think everybody's different, but it is a great thing to think about of how does this grief and gratitude manifest for you in your head, your heart and your home? Because it does relate to that decluttering when you are going through things and there is grief, acknowledge it and then try and find that gratitude of what you found, the experience you're going through, even if it is literally just, and now I have a spare shelf or now that drawer is appropriately fitted out with things and I can close it instead of having to like do a quick shove and jam closed. Now, I found a quote, which I thought was um, really apt for today. So I'm going to read it to you before we finish up. It's from Francis Wardweller. There's one word in here that I had to Google um, and I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce it right. I'll see if you can figure which one it is. So they say, the work of the mature person is to carry grief in one hand and gratitude in the other and to be stretched large by them. How much sorrow can I hold? That's how much gratitude I can give. If I carry only grief, I'll bend towards cynicism and despair. If I carry only gratitude, I'll become saccharine and won't develop much compassion for other people's suffering. Grief keeps the heart soft and fluid, which helps make compassion possible. How cool is that? I just thought that was a really um, poetic way. I couldn't have put it any better, so I didn't try. (laughs) So that's the podcast episode for today. I am working, um, I was going to say madly behind the scenes, but that's totally not true. It's not mad. I'm just doing it behind the scenes is working on podcasts for the new year, some new year challenges, some back to school challenges. So I know that that's going to be really helpful for you. Have an amazing Christmas. Thank you for all of your listenership this year, your support this year for the Art of Decluttering. Um, I'm loving the team, just going into next year excited. Um, They're really grateful. They're looking forward to working with you to help you process guilt and um, work into that gratitude. So have an amazing week. Have an exceptional Christmas. I'll be back in your ears on the 1st of January with a podcast series that I know is going to be really helpful for you, really practical. um, And I will see you then. Bye. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.